This time on the Roll Right Radio Podcast with New York Mike. But no pilgrim lived long enough to see the country formed from the voyage they made, their quest to practice their religion without being penalized by a government, and their ongoing quest to stay free of government control by lionizing and celebrate their heroics. They didn't live long enough. They didn't live long enough to see the government form in 1776, the Declaration of Independence. They didn't live long enough for that. And they didn't live long enough to see that we now celebrate with the holiday of Thanksgiving, that those very pilgrims that arrived in America that were fleeing persecution because of their religious beliefs actually landed on the grounds that were going to become 156 years later part of the United States of America. Wow. Thanksgiving. Let's be grateful for the truth. Because there's no justice without truth. Let's be grateful for the truth seekers and inspire them with our appreciation of them this Thanksgiving. Let's express ourselves and talk around the table about what the truth is, what it means. Trousers and motorcycle boots And a black leather jacket with his name on the back He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Ride Radio His name is New York Mike And welcome to the show This is Roll Right Radio I'm New York Mike Hi, this is Roll Right Radio I'm New York Mike And I want to wish everybody A great Thanksgiving Blessed are those who have much to be grateful for <laughs> I I gotta tell you, in this country, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving has a special place in my heart because I believe that you need to be humble. You need to appreciate what we have. It's a moment to look at your kids, look at your family, look at everybody around you and say, wow, I'm so grateful. And yeah, look, my dad always said it. Hey, you just drilled it in my head for when I was like the earliest memories. And he said, I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. And I don't think in this country there's enough people that understand. No matter what your situation is in America, you could rationalize and justify anything. But overall, the vast majority, overwhelming number of us Americans need to be grateful for this great country. Even if you're a drug addict, if you're, if you're even a homeless person on the street, someplace, L.A., San Francisco, it's terrible, it's horrible. But you got the, you got the ability to stand up and fight for yourself. You got the ability to, to get sober. You got the ability to to go to rehab and get taken care of. You've got the ability in this country. You have the freedom. You still have that freedom to stand up for yourself. 
and uh, whatever it takes. And I know horrible circumstances. So many, we've been through it. And there's 22 suicides a day of veterans, military veterans, and even current serving military. And I've lost people I know and friends, young, 20s, 30s. It's horrible. It's horrible to think that there are people in this country that are so desperate, that life is so difficult for them to live one more minute that they take their own life. Just the veterans at 22 every single day. It's horrible to think. There's so many people who are working hard to do things about it. I talk about the AMVETs all the time and, and their efforts at rolling to remember every year on Memorial Day. They've picked up, they carry in the torch of that. I love that. They also work so hard, as do all these other groups. My friend Jay Redmond, team never quit. They're just everywhere you look. People are engaged. I'm only reducing that number, but fixing the conditions that create that number. That's what makes America great. And yes, we have a VA and we have a government, we have all that stuff. But you know what? The government is not going to do a lot about it. God bless the VA. I know they're there and all that. But you know, that's a government agency. Leave it to the people. It's about the people. We the people. We're the ones who are going to fix this problem. We're the ones who fix every problem. So with that, Kyle Rittenhouse has a lot to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. It's going to be a glory. Thanksgiving in the, in the Rittenhouse household. And that's awesome. And for him and all of us, I think we need to be thankful and grateful for those jurors. Yeah. Those jurors. I said this in the last podcast. This is kind of a tag along. That was the Thanksgiving podcast. It was all about Rittenhouse. And this won't be all about Rittenhouse, but it's kind of all about what Rittenhouse was all about, because it was about truth, justice, and the American way. Where is that? Where is truth, justice, and the American way in America today? And we need to talk about it. It's great that the truth will out, and it certainly came out. And that jury, man, the judge, the jury, and the judge is a Democrat. Let's not make this into politics, okay? Did you watch the Rittenhouse interview with Tucker Carlson? I hope you did. Because if you did, some things might disturb you. Like he supports BLM. What? Hello? Hey, wait. That's what he said. Now, maybe his lawyers said, hey, this interview, you'll be a supportive. <laughs> We're setting up for the lawsuits. I don't know. But let's say he does. I don't understand it. It's not a black organization. It's really not. It's a communist Marxist organization. That's okay. I don't want to get off course. It is what it is. We also said something interesting that if it was a black kid on trial that didn't have his connections, his ability, look, Kyle, from my perspective, I've never seen an outpouring. I mean, even you and Rittenhouse, not like 
we saw for George Floyd, Kyle Rittenhouse touched the nerve and he got tremendous support, tremendous exposure. Forget about it. It could have been a black kid or a white kid or his It could have been the kid whose father was a bus driver. I mean, come on. Any kid, whatever color, 17 years old, commits a crime, does something, you would have had to cop a plate. No question about it. Guilty, innocent, doesn't matter. If you don't have the ability to fight back, and thankfully, Kyle Rittenhouse did, but I think his comment about a black kid was, was just the wrong comment. What's this country coming to? Why is it a black kid? Any kid that doesn't have the money, the resources, the status, doesn't have whatever Kyle Rittenhouse had that enabled him to capture the imagination and the support. I, I don't understand the difference, but you know what? The problem with what's going on in America today is that we're losing sight of truth. That's why I said truth, justice in the American way. Where is it? What is it? Should Kyle Rittenhouse sue? Of course he should sue. He should sue because he was lied about. They told a big, ugly lie about him. Him being a white supremacist, him being a racist, him being a member of a militia, him carrying a weapon across state lines, which if he did, so what? Him having an illegal weapon. Him going to Kenosha from Illinois. Forget about it, he was 21 miles away. Going to Kenosha just to cause trouble, to shoot people, create chaos, whatever. This is what they said. That he just went there to be this militia guy. It's a lie. It's wrong. It was wrong to say it. Not just wrong, but it was a complete and utter why? To say that he shot the three men he shot because he just wanted to shoot people? It was a lie. And he should never have even been brought to trial. But he was. And now it's time to expose the liars, to expose what malicious lying what damage they tried to do, they could have done, and they would have done, except for a judge and the jury, and a pretty courageous judge, and an extremely courageous jury, all being threatened, their lives being threatened, their families being threatened. I mean, what is this? Where does America come to this? People form an opinion. That just doesn't come from just, boom, I got an opinion. No. Where does it come from? The media, politicians, Hollywood. People that are celebrities who are commenting on these things and perpetrating these lies. These lies that we accept. People in this country, if they hear it from the media, if they hear it from the politician, that they like. I don't care, Democrat, Republican. They hear it from the politician they like. It's the truth. And certainly if they hear it from a celebrity... That's it. That's all they have to know. Oh, she said that? Okay. Must be true. Why? What have we, as a nation, as a people, as a culture, what have we been taught to believe? 
do we not find it worthy to find the truth? Again, I'll say this, and I've said it before. There's this whole idea that your perspective is truth. It's not. Your perspective is merely your reality. But there is a truth, and it's worth finding. It's worth finding. It's worth fighting for. The real truth. God bless the truth seekers. So will the jury write books? It'll be interesting. Be interesting to read what they have to say. There's a real story here. This is a big deal. You know, why? For instance, how did the jury react to Carl Rittenhouse? Look, they're not in cocoons, man. Yeah, I know when they interview the jury, oh, do you have an opinion on this thing? Do you? Yeah, they try to get people who are pure, but everybody in Kenosha knows about what went on. Well, maybe they had an open mind, and obviously they did. But why do they call Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist? And by the way, within days, a day or two of when he was arrested after he did this, after he defended himself and and you know killed two guys and wounded the third, and he's arrested by. The second, third, fourth day, a fifth day. Everybody knew everything about this kid. There was no secrets. Yeah, you can have different opinions about but you're looking at a videotape. You see what went on. Why? When they knew the 17-year-old kid was a lifeguard in Kenosha. It was a lifeguard. That was his job. A lifeguard. Basically a Boy Scout who wanted to be a nurse. They know this. They looked it up. They knew it in the first few days. Why are they still calling him a white supremacist, even at the trial? Why? And by the way, a white supremacist or a BLM member, sympathizer, supporter, whatever, is there really a difference? You think you're superior because you're white or you're superior because you're black or you're superior because we're anything else? What's the difference? The word white supremacy is kind of a catchphrase for an activist who's fighting for the betterment of white people and to the detriment of black people. There's an inference there. Same thing on the other side. Yeah, the difference is the BLM seems to have more white people than black people. But whatever, I don't, I don't see much of a difference. <laughs> They're both racist. Once you become a, a BLM member, supporter, whatever, you've defined yourself. There you go. You, you're defined. Okay. Now, when you're called a white supremacist and you're not a member of the KKK, where do we come as a country coming into Thanksgiving? We've seen it now. That's, we've seen it. The accusations of... White supremacist militia member carried his AR-15 from Illinois all the way to Kenosha, where he went to work every day, 21 miles from his mom's house to where the swimming pool, wherever, that he was the lifeguard around the corner from where his dad lived. Yeah. So the lie that he traveled across state lines with an AR-15, that was illegal. Come on. It was a member of a militia, a white supremacist. This is the president of the United States. 
And not only did he say this a year before this trial, when he was still a candidate, he was not president. He said it after the trial. He said after the trial, yeah, we have to listen to the jury, but some of us are still angry. We're angry at this verdict. We're angry. And then Kamala Harris, I don't know why I can even quote Kamala Harris. I mean, her statements, I mean, nothing. Is there any different? But hers are just, yeah. Uh, she's, she's been fighting for equity. What does that mean? What does that mean? Lesser sentences for black people, more acquittals of black. Come on, you can't. It's, it's truth, justice, and the miracle. You're, you're guilty or you're, or you're innocent. One or the other. Why is it always with these Democrats? If you're black, if you're white, I don't know. Hispanic, Asian. Oh, by the way, Asian. Wait, wait, we're going to have a segment on Asian stuff. But this one is about the lies told by the media because they're taking their toll on America. It didn't begin, by the way, in Charlottesville, but that seems to be where Trump was labeled. I'm talking about the truth. That's what I'm talking about. And I want to talk about where, where the acceptance of the lie, of the distortion of the truth. But basically, just pushing the truth aside when it's in your face, when you see it, as clear as when they saw those videos within a week of when Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself against people who were attacking him and, and he was defending his life. Within a week, that was all there. So when I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, when did this start? And I, I look and I say, no, it, it didn't quite start at Charlottesville because you can go back, you can go back to when he first came down the escalator and announced his candidacy. But I think it started in earnest when, when he was labeled a supporter of white supremacy at Charlottesville. They were talking about taking it down, taking down the statue of Robert E. Lee was a boom, big deal right there in Charlottesville, Virginia. So that's where the University of Virginia is, by the way, if you, if you don't know. So here's Trump. He clearly is articulating that there are fine people on both sides, even though, even though that the people on the left didn't have a permit or anything. They just came there to somehow protest, push around, do something to the people on the conservative side that were saying, oh, you leave the statue up. We want it. And they had the permits. Why wasn't that really talked about in the media? So Trump articulates that there are fine people on both sides. Okay, the left side, they came to tear down this statue and rip it down and do all that. But there are five people over there. There's some nut jobs, and there's some real left-wing thugs, gangsters. That's what they're off. That's what's there. Okay? But he says there are fine people on both sides of the protest. People with a permit to protect the statue of Robert E. Lee, and people with no permit threatening to take it down. Those are the two groups he was referring to. And he specifically excluded the KKK, Nazis, left-wing radicals as well. But the left kept pushing 
there, there's a reporter who's asking him questions, if you remember. And Trump, you know, he's trying to get Trump to say something supportive of the racists. If you came there so that you're against taking down the statue, you must be a racist. And he asked him if he supported the statue of Robert E. Lee. If Trump supported the statue, as if, are you one of them? Are you the racist? And Trump said, look, we're going to let the, the town, these people, it's their town. We're going to let them speak. But he said, soon it's going to be Thomas Jefferson. And, and it's going to be George Washington, who were both slave owners. That's what Trump said that day, 2017. Yeah, that day. And subsequently, he also said, they'll take down statues of Abraham Lincoln. And he was right. This frenzy to change history. It's just gone on, and it's wrong. Now, you, you want to know how I feel? I'll, I'll digress for a minute and tell you how I feel. And we'll talk about this on future podcasts. I feel like before the Civil War, we were all Americans. Then we had the Civil War. And after the Civil War, we were all Americans. And I, th I think that there was what they say, 620,000 soldiers were killed total. And I don't know how many civilians were killed. I don't know how much of the country was ruined. Mostly in the South, I believe. I know Sherman burnt down Atlanta. We had a war in Japan. We had a war with Germany. We've made friends with the, with the Japanese. They're our best trading partners. We've made friends with the Germans. For crying out loud, can we not embrace the South of, of, of the United States of America? Can we not embrace our own nation? I, that's my opinion, and I think that without going into details, it, there's just the way it is, and there, there's been a lot of fake news and lots of lies, and they were amplified by the left, by the media for sure, and even moderate Democrat politicians, and relatively unchallenged on the right. No one significantly challenged the media mob's mischaracterization of Trump's remarks. Find people on both sides. I didn't see big press conferences, and they're lying. This is what he said. There's five people on both sides of that argument that doesn't include racist organizations like the KKK and the Nazis. There it was. Trump's speech. We have fine people on both sides that doesn't include White supremacist, KKK, Nazi. He said it. <laughs> they try to say that he was supporting Nazis. So before this, there was a lot of distorting opinions and lies to those who didn't agree with Trump, but Charlottesville was different. The lie was so blatant and clearly in denial of obvious facts. And it was widely repeated, widely, widely repeated everywhere. Everywhere you looked, everywhere you went, not just CNN, not just 
MSNBC, not just the Post and the and the New York Times and you know the Washington Post. No, everywhere you went, and any attempt to challenge it with the facts was labeled as support of white supremacy. This is our media, folks. This is our country. This is truth denied right under our noses while in real time. Real time. Yeah. So the lie became the truth in the context of current history, historic events currently taking place. You see it. There it is. And nope, they're going to tell you it's, that's not what you're saying, and that's not what you're hearing. This is what you're seeing and hearing. And even though it's different than what you see and hear, right there with your own eyes and your own ears, people believe what they're told. How does that happen? There was much more of this as the Trump presidency continued. But when Trump and millions of his supporters claim the 2020 election was stolen, and we were and continue to be called liars. This emphatic claim that if we believe the election was stolen, we're liars. If we believe that, that supporting Trump in any way, and we're lying white supremacists. It's all the case. It's also the case if we believe January 6th was a protest, which it was. And I was there. So I know it was, and it got out of hand, and it got twisted, and it was wrong to, quote-unquote, breach the Capitol, and go in, and there's truth on both sides of that. Capitol Police did not set up a perimeter, did nothing to discourage people from coming in. Why did they climb the walls and break through the windows? I don't know. Why did they think they can go inside and damage things? They didn't have weapons. It, it wasn't an, an invasion, invasion. But, you know, it was wrong to go in there with the idea of damaging things and being disruptive. Some people just went in there because everybody else was, and nobody was stopping them. And the Capitol Police were, okay, come on in. It's, it's your house. So if we believe that and talk about it, now maybe there'll be something else proven down the road. But we have our beliefs. They have their beliefs. I believe Ashley Babbitt was killed and shouldn't have been. I want to see all the evidence of both sides. I want it exposed. Is it going to be? No. He was already exonerated. Nothing, nothing of that. Now, if Ashley Babbitt was black, oh, my God. I'll guarantee you it would have been a major, major event. It's time, in my opinion, it's time that the Republicans, the conservatives, the so-called right, step up the exposure of the lies being told, beginning with Kyle Rittenhouse, work backwards. We got to stop tolerating the distortions and the outright lies of the left. They can't be allowed to write our history in their narrative, as if what they claim is true is, even if it is. This is why we've got to celebrate the Kyle Rittenhouse jury and also to make jury duty a more noble and desirable experience. This Kyle Rittenhouse jury 
man, this is going to be a big deal. It's going to reverberate around the country with in the cities and towns. You ever been called to jury duty? I have. You know, I've sat there for a couple of days. People know me in San Diego, so they recognize me. I've been there for a full day. That's the most. I think I've sat for one full day because I'm too well-known in San Diego. No place else <laughs> but in San Diego to, to be called on the jury. I've showed up for jury duty several times. But now, after seeing what happened with Rittenhouse, <laughs> I, I jump at the opportunity. Yeah, these people made a big difference. And think about the jury, appreciate the jury. And look at Tucker Carlson, Brian Kilmeade. I know there's others who document current events and separate the truth from the left-wing fiction. Now, of course, some of the left say, yeah, why don't you separate the truth from the right-wing fiction? Well, it was actually proved that left-wing fiction said what Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse, <laughs> was a white supremacist. Remember the KKK or the militia or this or that? So it's proven. It's also proven, in fact, that Trump never said find people in the KKK and the, and the Nazi party. He never said it. That was much more than just an inference. This is what people said. So, hey, if, if you've got somebody on the other side that we should be listening to who has some truth, all right, the left wing's always holding Trump up as fiction, okay? Let's challenge it by defending loudly those that irritate the left the most. Do it with news conferences, public relations, social media outlets. Let's be thankful that these are still available and not totally controlled by the government. Do, do you understand that communism hasn't taken over yet? They're trying, they're getting the foothold. They're trying so hard. It's these moments when you expose the government lies. And I say government lies. Look at all the politicians. That's the government. We don't have the government of a communist regime yet, okay? We don't have that government yet. And let's hope we never, ever, ever, ever do. Otherwise, it's going to be the, the words and the truth as according to AOC. You don't want that. That's not America. It's not even the words and the truth of Joe Biden. I mean, for crying out loud, Kamala Harris. But you could still dispute them. We still have the ability. We are not totally controlled by the government, and we will be if we allow communism to get anything more than that little foothold they have, and they have. But it's not quite as bad as people make it sound, okay? Be thankful communism hasn't taken over yet, and it won't. We still have the ability to fight for the freedoms that the pilgrims didn't have yet, okay? Remember, the Mayflower landed in 1620. So from 1620 to 1776, 156 years later, any idea what it was like to be on the Mayflower? How many people died on that trip? They were on a pilgrimage. They wanted to find a place where they could practice their religion without the government interfering and stopping them. 
but no pilgrim lived long enough to see the country formed from the voyage they made, their quest to practice their religion without being penalized by a government, and their ongoing quest to stay free of government control by lionizing and celebrate their heroics. They didn't live long enough. They didn't live long enough to see the government form in 1776, the Declaration of Independence. They didn't live long enough for that. And they didn't live long enough to see that we now celebrate with the holiday of Thanksgiving, that those very pilgrims that arrived in America that were fleeing persecution because of their religious beliefs actually landed on the grounds that were going to become 156 years later part of the United States of America. Wow. Thanksgiving. Let's be grateful for the truth. Because there's no justice without truth. Let's be grateful for the truth seekers and inspire them with our appreciation of them this Thanksgiving. Let's express ourselves and talk around the table about what the truth is, what it means, opinions. I'm a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio. And he says that Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> was, was a white supremacist. I, I, I believe him. No, you don't do that. Wake up, America. Let's wake up our friends and our family. Let's understand the truth is worth fighting for. It's worth searching for. The truth is so important, and it's being so distorted, misrepresented. People are being mischaracterized. And left and right. You don't want either one. So you want to defend Joe Biden? Go ahead, y'all. I'm listening. You want to defend Kamala Harris? <laughs> I can't help but laugh, but I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying some of the things that I see being said about, about Donald Trump. That if you say that the election of 2020 was stolen, it makes you automatically a liar. Oh, you lie. It was stolen. That's what I say. Don't tell me I'm a liar. I know it. It was stolen. Now, am I calling you a liar? No. I mean, that's your opinion. But let's find the truth. Let's agree to find the truth. You're telling me that when Donald Trump said there are fine people on both sides, that he was talking about Nazis and KKK members, white supremacists, black supremacists, whatever. He's, he was saying that. <laughs> he was saying that. No, he clearly wasn't. It's there in black and white. His words are on record. They're recorded. They're there for everyone to see. And yet the left wing, the media, Hollywood has been lying about those truths. And you need to be upset about that. You need to sit around the table this year celebrating those pilgrims and what they went through and how they reached out to the natives, the Indians that were here, and gathered with them to celebrate that 
they they were going to have a good crop and get through the winter. On that Thanksgiving day, before they got too cold, but it was getting cold. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, for New England this time of the year, it's pretty cold. And before you know, they all got snowed in and the blizzards and all. Oh yeah, yeah. Before before climate change, yeah, they had blizzards. They had blizzards back then. They were they were pretty bad too. Absolutely, they did. Oh, you didn't know that, huh? You, you thought that all these uh, storms, hurricanes, blizzards, and everything else were just because of the, you know, because of the emissions? Ah, it was, trust me, it was going on way, way back then. Yep. <laughs> so be thankful that we have this great country because if those pilgrims have a glimpse of where we are today and what we have, a country founded on the idea that all men are created equal and endowed by our creator. Look, we're still fighting for it. How do you define freedom of religion? Do you define freedom from religion? That's great. This is what America is about. We argue, we fight. It's a tug of war for your way, my way, whatever's the middle way. How are we going to get a compromise and no, I don't want that compromise. I'm going to fight. It's good. But don't lie. Never, ever, ever lie. Thank God for the truth seekers. Thank God for that jury. Be grateful and thankful that you're an American, that you're here in the United States of America, greatest country on God's green earth. I'm New York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio, and we're out. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio Podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.